0: Hey, Grace Athens, thank you so much for joining us again on this podcast. Um, this is a special one from Carlos and Catherine Green. They recently were a part of our Empower Parenting program. That's, um usually meets on Wednesday nights or Sunday evenings and uh, is a monthly to bi-monthly gathering. We'd love to have you join that. So if you want to be a part of it, make sure and text CONNECT 706-214-2899. But this is a great uh, Zoom call just talking about dating your spouse and how um, being strong in your marriage is the best thing that you can do for your church, for your kids, and beyond, um, and the best way to learn how to make an impact. So we hope that you enjoy this, whether you are single, married, dating, engaged. We think this is good content for every person, no matter the stage.
1: Enjoy. So we're excited about sharing this time with you all. We know we've got about 30 minutes that we wanna share some information with you as well as leave some time for question and answer. And we understand that this is the Empower Parenting Series. So some of you all uh, have kids, some of you don't have kids and maybe thinking about when we're gonna have kids or should we have kids. So we're gonna really talk tonight regarding making your marriage a priority, whether you have kids or not. It's so important that you continue to just make sure that your marriage is top of mind and is priority. But one of the things that we definitely want to dive into is that all of you guys are married. And I'm sure when you got married, you're like, we're making this declaration. We're making this statement. We're making this covenant before God and everybody that's in our presence at, at this point. And I think oftentimes what we believe is that people don't realize the importance of the covenant that they're making. So we want to cover covenant and making your marriage a priority and understanding what that covenant truly represent and what it really means. Um, and so we, we wanted to really focus and concentrate on covenant relationships and what that really represents. And like I said before, oftentimes when people make their marriage vows, after a few years, they may forget why they made those covenant vows and what they truly represent. So we wanna understand the definition of covenant, what God said about covenant, And then how do we, here's the question, how do we respect and protect our covenant? And has anybody ever taken an active role in understanding how can they respect and protect their covenant relationship? So making your marriage a priority is extremely important for us. So before I dive in, do you want to say anything Mm. regarding that?
0: Dive, and I'm going to dive with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, So we understand that early on in the Bible, God had actually made several different covenants. And two of those covenants, you guys know, were with Noah and also with Abraham. So we know the covenant that he had with Noah. And I'm really just going by this pretty quick, just so that we can dive into the marriage covenant. So with Noah, he made the covenant to say that he would never flood the earth again. And that that sign of his covenant would be the what? Y'all guys know that, right? the rainbow, Rainbow. the rainbow. So every time we see that rainbow, he continues to keep that covenant that he would never flood the earth again. The same thing with Abraham as well. When he made that covenant with Abraham, he said that he would actually be the father of many nations. And we see that in our world today, that Abraham is the, and that's when he changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And he was like, how can I be the father of many nations? I don't even have a son and I'm getting old in my age, but nothing is too hard for God. So we absolutely love that. So he gave us that template or that sign or that the, the template that I'm talking about of covenant relationship. So not only did God establish the covenant, but now we get to live in covenant relationship with our wives or with our husbands at that point. And so when we talk about that covenant relationship is so different from being in a From a covenant relationship versus a contractual relationship versus a cared for relationship. So let me dig a little bit deeper into that. So when we're talking about a contractual relationship, that is an exchange of goods and services. Your home, right? It's a contract. You said, we're going to live in this home and we get to live in this home as long as we pay whatever that mortgage or whatever that rent is. That's a contract. Same thing with our jobs we are actually operating on a contract basis with our job. They say, hey, we want to hire you and we're going to pay you $7.85 an hour for all of the work that you do, right? So that is it. As long as I show up, do my work, they're going to pay me every week or every other week. So that is a contractual relationship. And let me walk into the cared relationship. That care relationship for those that are putting their babies down or you're trying to put them down, that is a that that's the cared for relationship that you've been entrusted and given stewardship over those kids. So what's the order here? So the order should be the covenant relationship. And that's that covenant relationship between a husband and a wife. Nothing should ever, nothing should ever supersede that relationship. That is the most important relationship that we, and the most intimate relationship between human beings that we'll actually have here on earth. And we are blessed that we get to be part of that, that, what do you that team, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, It's a team. Yeah. So we're blessed that we get to be a part of that. So why are we blessed because we get to be a part of that because the covenant is larger than us. It's bigger than us. It's more about not only the covenant between us, but it represents God and his pursuit of Israel. It represents Christ and the church. And it also models for other people who want to enter into this covenant relationship, how that looks. And oftentimes people say, well, I don't care what people think about us. We're going to do us. this is how we roll. But in essence, we really should care about what people think about us, because we may be the only walking Bible that they may see. We may be the only living Bible that they may see at their current state. And then the last one, we become power parents because our children will see and model what they get from their parents. So if, it's, <clears throat> if we put our children before our spouses, that's what we're modeling for our children. If we put our jobs before our relationship, that's what we're modeling for our children, our nieces, our nephews, and others that are watching us. And we know... So how do we do this? How do we protect that? And how do we respect it? I'm going to stop right there because I get pretty excited about talking about this stuff. So I don't, I'm going to let my wife talk a little bit about that before we go into the protective respect.
0: Well, I just wanted to kind of share a little bit about why it was, the covenant has been uh, so foundational and clear for me uh, is that I was raised in a two-parent home and my parents have been married over 50 years now. And still are. Um, and Carlos came from a background where between his mom and dad, I think they had been married how many times?
1: Uh, like seven.
0: Like seven times. Um, mm-hmm. And so when we uh, went into this, it was we knew Christ was our foundation, but we was like, how can we honor this this covenant not get caught up with just like everything that's on the outside with God, we want to honor you with the covenant. And so we vowed um, just to protect this covenant that God had put us in. It was like really a priority for us Mm -hmm. because we said, don't allow us to lose sight of, um, you know, the wedding, you know, all that hoopla that goes long, all that goes away. But the covenant is what stands. And once we educated ourselves and got our minds wrapped around that, we began to really focus on it and talk about it. To to each other and what it meant to us Mm -hmm. and how important it was. And if we kept our eyes on that prize, then we can always be in line with what God would have for us. Were there going to be times that we're going to be challenged? Yes. And were there times we were challenged? Yes. But we, we always communicated, what is that covenant? let's protect that because the enemy wants to come in he wants to kill steal destroy he wants mm-hmm. to pull us apart he wants to do that everybody wasn't on board when we got married no they were nobody everybody wasn't there but we knew that we had good counsel wise counsel and we knew we had God, God's word and that's where our main focus was going to be so i just wanted to add that little bit just to give you some little context around us and where we've come from
1: mhm So, so when we're talking about protecting and respecting the covenant, right? So we know that Satan is pretty persistent. And the thing about Satan is that he knows his job. He knows his role and he does it every single day. And if he can cut the head off of the snake of the family, if not snake, but of the family, if he can cut the head off and he can separate us, you know, In John 10, 10, it says that the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. And the one thing that he wants to destroy is that family because he knows that that marriage is the first institution that was ordained by God back in Genesis. He knows that. And he knows that that's where society uh, actually is formed from. He knows that everything revolves around the family. And so when there's a divorce that actually occurs or there's domestic violence that actually occurs it literally tears into the fabric of the design and the template that god had prepared for us and so that's why it's so important that we understand that this covenant is much bigger than just us we have wonderful weddings we have wonderful color schemes in our wedding but really the marriage truly starts after after we say i do And the journey begins and then we enter into this covenant relationship with the mindset of protecting and respecting Mm -hmm. the covenant. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that in in our in our protecting and respecting our covenant, there are practices that will definitely help to do that. Mm -hmm. And one is to really study the word. Right. Consistently be intentional about studying the word and the blueprint that God has given us regarding marriage. Mm-hmm. Then the other thing that I love doing is studying my spouse and just understand what makes her tick. And uh, we understand like there's the five love languages that are out there. We've used that. And we, I understand that Catherine's love language is quality time. But I also broke it down even further. Not just quality time, but how does she enjoy quality time? And there's three areas. She loves quality time by herself. She loves quality time with just her and I, and then she loves quality time with her girlfriends. So that's why every year I coordinate, facilitate, whatever, <laughs> a girl, girlfriend's trip for her and like five or six of her girlfriends. Uh, just because I know that speaks to her and that ministers to, ministers to her with that. I know that she loves being by herself. So even when the boys were younger, we would give her like, okay, this is your day to do whatever you want to by yourself, however you wanna do it. I've got the boys, they're not gonna take showers. They're gonna wear the same clothes, the whole nine yards. Don't worry about it. They'll still be alive <laughs> when you get home, but do whatever you wanna do at this point because I knew that that ministered to her from a kid's standpoint. And, then, and And then just with her and I, it's very important that we spend that quality time together. So we created a rhythm for us on a monthly basis, even over the last 15 years mm-hmm. of just walking through what that rhythm looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. been helpful.
0: It's been very helpful. I think when you have conversation and not too study him. Don't think he's just studying me. <laughs> I do study him because I know uh, he enjoys being around um, people. He loves service and um, and so I have to feed into that, that part. And I do whatever I need to do to do that. And so, uh, but one of the things that's so important as you, you know, you have different stages in your life. Okay. And so, but the foundation is always the same with us so that we would, when we have those, uh, those different stages and phases that we come up we've already created the foundation so that we can already fall back in. So, so we studied each other. And when, when the job, for instance, if a job required so much of you know his time or my time, because we, I was in financial business too, doing stocks and bonds and oh my goodness, that was just very stressful. And so um, we had when we had young kids, at times uh, he was in management, I'm in management. And I'm like, okay, what can we do uh to to make sure that the kids get fed and that my job is just as important as your job and can i say that it was stressful at times but we had to pause you know we had to pause and say wait a minute what is the ultimate goal what do we need to get to uh let's see what we can do to work it out and so we would say okay on these days if you can get the kids by this time and, then, and so we just had to come up with a different uh plan, but as the kids got older, there were different, you know, there was then another phase we had to go through. When they started dating, that was a whole different, so, you, but you have a foundation that you, that you rely on that will help you get through some of those, those tough times, but we always kept our marriage a priority. This is what we said to our kids, you know, they saw us make, making our marriage a priority. We knew we were passing that down. So when we had date night, the kids knew and they'd be like, Oh my God, are y'all going on date night again? Or what are y'all? Doing? We didn't have to always go out. We would do things in the home. Mm-hmm. And then it just, you know, they always think that's like, oh my God, I can't believe y'all doing that. But we just we would play around with that, but we would include them. You know, like we're on a we going on date night. Y'all, you guys are going over to, you know, grandmama's house this time, or you know, or you're gonna stay over with some friends, which they love that anyway and uh, y'all back from day night already <laughs> when may were staying with friends but those are the things um, I, I want I want you to be understand that there are gonna are gonna be times when you're gonna to have to make some shifts and changes but as long as you and your spouse are communicating and say our marriage will always be a priority it will be the covenant is, is, is grounding us but we have to make work through those. Those different situations that maybe come our way. Did you have something? No, I'm just going to
1: get. Hey, can you guys write down two things? I'm going to give you two scriptures. I want you to write down. Okay. The first one is going to be Philippians 1, 9 through 11. Philippians 1, 9 through 11. And then the second one is is Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. So, and you guys will get
0: that when you read
1: it. You'll really understand. Wonderful. So let's go into that I3 mm-hmm. situation. Which with. has
0: been uh, probably the another foundation that we started with when we first got together. That's exactly what we said when we went through counseling. And we said we wanted to um, invite, invest, and inspire. And that we still live that. It's the triangle. Invite invest, inspire. And um, so we wanted to invite God in everything that we did. We said, whatever decisions we make, mm-hmm. wherever, wherever he wants us to go, what, what our language, we we have to make sure that it is, you know, we're speaking and, and communing with God on that. Now, am I saying that every time you go uh, to, to like dismiss your, your, your thoughts and feelings. Like, you know, you have your flesh things. You're like, I am not going to do that. But wait a minute, that's not of God. Okay. But, but let me get that out. I'm like, let me get that out. But then I go to the place where, you know, what is going to be helpful? What is the, how are we going to be able to deal with this? Let me not try to use uh, the strategies that I have in mind. Let's see what God says. What does the word say? And we, and we invite God into that. Like when we made a decision to move from Nashville to Ohio, it wasn't like, oh, because we're gonna be making more money. I was like, money is not the key for this. Right. Let me just say that money was not the driver. The driver was, what? how is it gonna benefit God? How is it gonna glorify God and benefit us? So what does that look like together? And that's so we say, well, we will glorify God because he actually opened up the opportunity for us to go up there and to we moved away from our family because our prayer life was that we wanted to grow and get to know each other better so that we can build our marriage to be what what God wanted that marriage to be. And we begin to spend time. So he moved us from our family, what we knew and moved us to a place that we didn't know anybody. And we had to depend upon one another. Mm-hmm. And then he showed, so when we started to invite him in that, he began to show us those things, depend on me. My word is true. It does not come back void. And so that we, that's what we base our foundation on, honestly. And then we go to the uh, invest. And we said, we got to invest in one another. Because what we found out is people tend to do all of these things for other people. Oh, I got to take mom here. I got to take the kids here. I got to do that. And then we t- then our spouses begin to be put, you know, on the back burner. So we said, what are we going to do to invest to make sure our, our relationship, that we keep this covenant strong? So we said, we're going to do workshops. We're going to take seminars. We're going to do community with couples. We're going to, um, we're going to, um, do uh, collaborations with other couples. We actually, you know, said so we're going to do Power Couples Rock. That was part of that because I want to constantly be working on what we can mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. to invest in our marriage because we realized that this is going. Our marriage is going to live on. I will say this one thing and I'm going to let Carlos go maybe to the inspire. But my um, nephew, our nephew, had given hope up on marriage because his father had been married twice and he saw how his father trucked treated his mom. Now they know we both do marriage and all that but they never came to us to say anything. But he had given hope up, uh, uh-huh, um, up. up hope on marriage because he just said, you know, I just see my dad and how he treat my mom and he just living this big lie and not being authentic and um he's like he just go to church but he had, he's not really living it. He's not, you know, living it in his spirit. Mm. And and so uh he said, but I want you to know Every time I come to your home, y'all give me hope to say one day I could be married. I didn't. He said, I didn't. And now he's 24,
2: mm-hmm.
0: 24. And he said that. And and four years ago, he was like, I'm never going to get married because my dad and where he is. But he said, I said, and he just said this again two weeks ago, because I just love the way you guys do your relationship. It just gives me so much hope. So we don't know who we, who's watching us. That's right. That's, right. that's why if we invest in that and we invite God in it, then we can, we, inspire. Then we can inspire others. And I, you want to talk about the inspiration? Well, I wanted
1: to get with John now with some of the rhythms that we've established mm-hmm. already that we wish we would establish early on in our relationship. Uh, one thing we did is we created a vision for our marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we really wish we would have done early on, because I think we would have been much farther along. So our vision is creating sustainable legacies in the six core areas of our life that will glorify God and that will benefit our family and friends. That's our vision. Everything we do is very intentional about our marriage relationship. So creating that vision early on for our marriage helped to make sure that we were on the right path. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. The second thing that I believe, I hope that we, I wish we would have done early on is that we created what we call an hour of power. And so every month we sat down and actually walked through our six core areas, our goals that are very important to us. And that's in the areas of faith, Faith, family, family, finance, finance, fitness, fitness, future, future and and fun. fun. So every decision that we, major decision that we make circle those six core areas of our life. But we did not have that early on in our marriage. So we were kind of just like, We were kind of just doing what everybody else was doing and kind of living the dream like everybody else, but didn't really understand that there was a purpose for our marriage. We had an identity to our marriage. Mm -hmm. And so with that vision and that rhythm with the hour of power, and then all of our decisions surrounding those six core areas in our marriage has made a world of difference. Mm -hmm. And so we are very consistent and disciplined about spending that hour of power every month, every Mm -hmm. single month. And when we first started that process, John, we were talking about how to get out of debt as as an example. Now now we're actually talking about how do we leave a financial legacy? How do we become even greater givers from a Mm -hmm. philanthropy standpoint? Because we were very intentional about how we were creating wealth, not for us, but so that we could share it with others and leave that legacy. That's just one example. So those are three things that we've done now that we wish we would have done early on in our relationship is to create that identity for our marriage. Mm
0: -hmm. And let me say this, when the light bulb went off many, many years ago, this is what happened. We were, we said, one day we said, we get knowledge training and it's been, this book, I wish we could show you this book It was not like this. It was, uh, it was a spiral notebook that we start writing (laughs) these six core areas down, and we keep it and go back to and say, "Wow, look at God." But what what we did when I doing our hour of power one day, uh, we sat down and we said, "Now we're learning all these skills at work. You know, we're both in leadership. They want you to know how to communicate with your clients, how to resolve, how to resolve conflicts." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how, yeah, and, uh, how, to, how to write it you know just uh be able to speak uh, and communicate very well you know when you're in your 101s and all of these skills we were getting at work and i was like and both of us like now why are we using this at work and can't use it at home hello <laughs> so we started saying those skills and that training every time we take a training i'm like how can I apply that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Let me. End the, this is the investment yes. right here. And once we realize that, and you have to think in businesses, if you don't meet or have a a, a team meeting for months and months at a time, you can you imagine what would happen with that if you're not communicating? So we said we have team meetings every week. We're going to have our power. We do our power once a month because it goes through those six core areas. But I mean, we're constantly talking all the time that you got to set time together. And we used to, when the boys were small, we would say, family meeting time. And we didn't make it like, oh, we're going to go over this checklist of stuff because people then start dreading coming to family meetings. You know, you got to make family meetings fun. And you got to let them lead. So we would have family meetings and we would say, um, what's going on this, you know, this week, we just want to know what are your highs, what are your lows and how can we support you? And then they would, you know, of course, boys would grunt and be like, nothing. It was like, okay, really think about it. <laughs> you know, how they, they just, they just don't elaborate too much, but we let them sometimes lead the meetings. Okay. Next, next Sunday, you're going to lead the meeting. And we picked a day that was good for them. And and so all of those um, what I'm saying, those transferable skills I had on my job, I just started implementing some of those things in our relationship. And it's a good thing. Both of us was we were in corporate and and we have been to a lot of leadership training. And we said these things do work, mm-hmm.
1: so. it, it it actually made for better connection and intimacy mm-hmm. for us because we truly understood how to actually connect with each other on a different level. And so people said, Do you guys love each other now? It's like, yeah, we do love each other, but we really believe that our love now is a lot more mature because we've been very intentional about growing Mm -hmm. our relationship. Yeah. And so we don't take it for granted that this is the, this, you know, I'll leave everything before I leave my wife. I will leave my job. I will leave my kids before I leave my wife. But people got to grow to that level of maturity. In order to understand that this is the covenant ordained marriage that we took the vow between uh, before God and others to say that till death do us part. So, and then I would just think the last one is we said that we would invite, invest, and then inspire. Our marriages are bigger than us, and that's the challenge that I lay for you guys. That when you walk out that door, when you're with another couple, you know, Katie, you were talking about your brother and his girlfriend. When you do that, understand that everything that you do actually could be leading people to the kingdom. Your marriage could truly lead people to the kingdom. So that's why we like to inspire other couples. And we have that inviting and that challenge space. We will invite you into our social community space, but we're also going to be challenging you at the same time in a loving way, because we want you to enjoy the benefits that we're having as a married couple and there's so many benefits i mean statistics tell us that married couples normally live longer than single people married people normally are wealthier than single people married people have healthier lives than single people married people normally have more well adjusted kids than single people so just those four there gives us hope that if if it weren't any benefits to marriage, God would have never established this institution. Why would he do something without benefits? And so we get the opportunity, we all get the opportunity to share in those benefits and we get to be light for other people to be able to join this team to actually share in those benefits as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Remember you a team You can include your kids uh, as being a team. We call ourselves the green machine team. And and so we said we got on the same jersey. We actually every year send out a Green Machine Chronicle. So people know Green Machine still hanging around and just getting them involved with it. And so it's like, yeah, you are part of this team. You got on this jersey. And when somebody uh, don't put their jersey on, you can call them out. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Whatever that is, if it's a soccer team, whatever you whatever it is. My boys all liked um, basketball. So we use that analogy. Uh, of that and and so they they took that in. So it find ways to incorporate the kids because that helps and getting them on a schedule so that you guys can um spend that time together and it probably can cut down on some less stress things that you may have in your life.
1: And and I know we're closing here. Let me give you just one story that was probably one of the proudest moments of a lot of my life being a husband and a dad. So last year We said, we're gonna go on a trip and we're gonna go to Hilton Head and we're gonna spend like four days there, just me and Catherine and the boys. The proudest moment for me was that I got to sit on the back seat of the car while our sons drove in the front seat, right? So that was amazing, but here's the most amazing part about it. Then they started playing gospel inspirational music, old school, and we were all singing in the car together, just killing it, praising God and to have them wanting to be part of our lives, even at their age, and be engaged in all of that. So we go down to Hilton Head. We get down to Hilton Head, and I had already told Catherine, I said, well, what I'm going to do, you help me with this. We're going to give them gifts that can really walk them into manhood or help them become even men. So we gave them their own personal Bibles. We gave them little miniature lighthouses to say, if you ever need anything from us, here's the lighthouse, you can always come home. We gave them other gifts that they, they were like, okay, every time we're, we come back into the place, y'all got another gift for us. But it was so important that they understood their value to us and what they really meant to us. But that was just over that, those whole, the number of years that we spent being a couple together that we can model for them and raising them in the godly ammunition—that was just amazing. That they wanted to be in in the presence of us and wanted to share that time with us. So I, I love it, and we're we're planning on going back this year as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, how old are your boys? So we've got one that's uh, just turned twenty-nine, and we've got one that's twenty-four. So they're like five years apart. And uh, they 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 are amazing. Cause Benton really knows our youngest probably better, Isaac. Yeah. So they are amazing boys. And uh, man, when y'all get our age and y'all can sit in the back seat of the car and let them drive, man, you have made it. <laughs> Danielle Danielle just said when you shared the story about singing you know singing gospel worship together, she was like.
0: That's the dream. That's the dream.
1: That's what we want. <laughs> We're living the dream. But it was so much investment into that space because they understand how important the relationship with Christ is. They they understand it so much. And so we just we love our boys, but we love each other more.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause they gone. They still we still here. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Right. Well. Yep. It's awesome. We'll turn it back over to you, Benton. I know we are on the time right, zone. We want to, unless other people have questions, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you. First off, uh, I mean, this was awesome getting to hear the breakdowns of the covenant and contract and care, and also the three eyes are, are amazing um, as well. Uh, are there any questions that anybody has? Uh, Katie, I see your hands up. I always raise
0: my hand. <laughs> <laughs> where can we purchase your books
1: you can go to amazon.com and just look up a power couples journey and it's a a, or you can go to the website Mm powercouplesrock.com and you can purchase both of those with the the power couples journey is the one only one that's on amazon but the other one and the power couples rock book is on Mm powercouplesrock.com thank you do you also have a podcast? Did I hear that right? We do. Uh huh. The podcast is called Power Couples Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not only is us, but we've actually gotten several professionals to actually be on there to actually mm-hmm. talk about relationships mm-hmm. and marriage. It's, uh, we have such a joy in doing that. So the first season is completed and we're ramping up for season two now. Uh, that's gonna take a, a different twist, but it's still gonna be about investing in relationships mm-hmm. that I think that people are gonna thoroughly
2: enjoy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Green, so much. Oh. Yeah, we would we would definitely love to have you back and to talk more and uh we'd love to to hear more from y'all. And and it's I think it's amazing that y'all have emphasized just again kind of what John was hinting at of of really keeping this one. And then everything else flows from that, not the other yes. way around, you know. And, yes. and yes. So yes. avoiding the fracturing of the marriage, because then it just spills out everywhere else. And so, that's super helpful. Thank you for, uh, okay. for what you're sharing, yeah. and uh, thank you for your time. And uh,
0: definitely humble. Thank you.
2: Yeah. And we'll- then
0: feel free to
1: give people our numbers, our contact information, all of that, if they want it.
2: We'll do, we'll do. I don't know if y'all know this, but they have a newsletter as well that we are signed up for. Uh, that we <laughs> inspiration. So I you can also email do that. There's another, <laughs> That's good. there's another thing that they do. Um, but anyway, thank you so much, Greens. Again, y'all You're are welcome. overqualified for, for this discussion and we uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate all your time to to help us out. Thanks so much. All right.
0: Uh, Thank you all. Let's get powered up. Powered up. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's do this. Bye,
2: know. Bye. 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 See you later. Take (laughs) care.